0: hello welcome to the podcast uh once again i'm here and straight away i would just like to apologize because this week i'm really ill which is no surprise like i constantly keep getting sick um but unlike last week where i just had a little bit of a cough and my voice was sounding weird like right now i'm full-blown um delirious like i'm just I'm I'm hiding under my desk with a, my big duvet all over me and under me, and <laughs> hoping that um I don't get too cold while doing this. So that's that's my life right now. So um so I it's probably not gonna be the longest podcast, but that's fine. <laughs> um and <coughs> excuse me. Um in this podcast I want to talk about cryptids. Now. Originally, I thought um, I would find some cryptids that aren't um, like well known, but are still interesting, um, because like everybody knows about Bigfoot and Mothman and all that stuff. So, um, but in the end, like I didn't have that much time, and I am kind of uh, delirious. De- delirious, like I said. So I did. I did my best, and um, I have, I think, like three. So, we're going to go with what I have. And, like, the first one is actually, like, one of the more known ones. Um, it's called the Flatwood Monster. And, like, I, I've i seen, like, depictions of it, like, before. Somewhere, like, in the internet. In the internet. <laughs> um, or on patches when I was looking for cryptozoology patches, because I'm that guy. Um... <laughs> And uh, so I've seen the pictures of it, and I know it exists, but I've never really properly heard of it. Um, and then while I was researching uh, some of the cryptids, like I saw, I saw an image of it, and like, I, like I've seen it before, but I was like, Do you know what? That's really creepy, and I want to know more about it. And uh, when I was reading um, about the creature, I kind of found found the um, like it's it's quite scary. <laughs> um, quite scary so (coughs) excuse me i hope i don't die while recording this um so the flatwood monster is described as like being about uh seven feet and so really tall for any like i think it's like uh to meters in metric i sh- like i should know because i've used metric all my life um, i think it's called metric <laughs> like meters but i like i don't know the conversion i just know six is tall um seven is very tall <laughs> so it's described as being at least seven feet tall and it's thought to have a black body and a dark glowing face um and, like, the depiction I saw also, like, showed it with having red eyes. It's in it, like, there's, like, orbs around it. And some people say that it has no visible arms, but then some people have said that it's got two arms protruding from the front of their body and they have claws on the end of the arms. So, um, yeah, just, like... I would advise looking it up, because it's really fucking creepy, (laughs) Um, and I love it, but sometimes when I read and research this kind of stuff, I'm literally scared that somehow by, like, researching, I attract those things, and, like, low-key horrified that it's just gonna jump out from the corner of my room, but anyway, (laughs) um, so the story of the Flatwood Monster is that in 1952, uh, on September 12th, in the evening. It says that it, it was 7.15pm. So in the evening, uh, two brothers, Edward and Fred May, and their friend Tommy Heyer, they were like out playing, and they saw a bright object in the sky, landing on a farm belonging to a neighbour, or well, already some guy in the neighbourhood, called uh, G. Bailey Fisher. So the two the two brothers um went back to the house and told the mum what's happening. And I believe like the same evening uh the mum took all of them and also a 17-year-old uh national guardsman I think that's how you say it. <laughs> um his name was Eugene Lemon and um, like she um took him to investigate. Um also, let me just quickly add, because I forgot, that, like, this incident happened in West Virginia, and, like, what is actually up with West Virginia? Like, I swear, Mothman is from there as well, and they have, like, an actual statue of him. You know, it's just these country kids, aliens seem to really like country kids. So, anyway, they they all go to investigate what happened, they go to the farm, and, <coughs> excuse me, um, they take the dog to investigate, um, sorry, well, not Doctor. investigate, they just take their dog with them, um, and he, like, runs off to wherever they're going, he comes back whimpering with, like, tail between his legs, and, like, can I just say that once your dogs don't like something, whether it's, like, whether we think it's, like, spirits, or, like, some sort of a cryptid, or, like, whatever, once your dog starts acting up, that's when you know shit's fucked. So, I mean, if that was me, I would have probably gone no further. But it's also probably because I have a wild imagination. But um, they did, obviously. And what happened was they saw, like, a ball of fire that was glowing, apparently. And they were surrounded by a pungent mist that made their eyes and their nose irritated. And Lemon, the guardsman... I find it quite funny that his name is Lemon, it just makes me think of lemon grab um so <laughs> lemon um saw two small lights to the left of the glowing ball, whatever you think it is, and shining a torchlight at it, it apparently like it revealed the creature, the flatwood monster, and it screeched and um well, some people say it screeched, some people have not reported that, like, out of the people that have been on the scene. And it left at them, um, before turning and just running off somewhere into the woods. And, like, later on, there was also a whole, like, a whole investigation happening. Um, if I can find my info. Um. Yeah, so, there was an actual investigation going on because um well obviously there was a big investigation going on because that's fucking weird but um i think lemon the the guardsman guy he came back the next day with local sheriff robert carr and the co-owner of a local newspaper um never trust a Sheriff to be co-owner of a newspaper, can I just say? Um, but anyway. Um, he came back to the site with him, and, like, he reported a sickening burnt metallic odour still prevailing. And later on, um, he went with his... He searched the area with his deputy. Like, both of them went off separately to research the area. And there was, like, no trace of anything, um like there was no trace of the glowing ball or anything or the creature it was just the smell um they did discover the next morning i think they discovered uh, like elongated trucks and some sort of a black liquid although later on it was found that um after hearing about the incident some other guy just decided to go there and the tracks were actually from his car um but nobody knows about the black liquid and about the odor. Um, and the actual smell, like, the, it made all the people that have been at the scene, like, severely sick with problems with their nose and throat. And for, like, several weeks, uh, even, like, they had to go see a doctor about it. And apparently, the doctor that treated them has described the symptoms as being similar to um, the ones that you would get. If you've been exposed to mustard gas, but also like hysteria, which is fair enough. I mean um whether it's because it was an actual cryptid that they saw and they were like, what the fuck? And, you know, got into panic, or whether it was just because they thought they saw whatever and that sent them into panic as well. Um I mean it's fair enough that it could have been Um sense of hysteria, but like the fact that you know, the gas was there, it wasn't, like, something that they imagined, um, so it was as much as it could have been psychological, um, it was probably, you know, it it was something physical as well, um, mustard gas, unfortunately, I can't really, like, I don't know, um, I mean, that kind of just raises the question of why, why why it would have been there um so essentially like people theorized that the bread orb that they found was actually a meteor which like the kids obviously thought that it was like a ufo um whether like you think it was aliens or like something military which is another thing that um people think uh, that it could have been uh, that, like one of the explanations is that it could have been a military aircraft that wasn't supposed to be found or seen and obviously like crashed um although like as far as i know in this story um well i mean maybe there's more information about it i'm kind of look i've looked it up on wiki because i'm basic (laughs) but as far as i know there haven't been traces of like an aircraft found it was just a burning ball which could have been a meteor um and people say that the actual creature was an owl um and the you know the the bottom of its body and the claws because it has like they thought it was um seven feet tall uh it was just like some sort of a tree or bushes or like branches um now i'm not saying i believe it or i don't believe this story because literally i've just read about it um but these things do fascinate me and i think if we're gonna go down the conspiracy theory route um i think like if you i mean they must have been scared and it was dark obviously but you know if you're gonna um shine a flashlight into like wherever and like you i think you would see an owl even if it like flew away or so like you wouldn't under the light you wouldn't because it was reported to be like a barn owl which are like very bright, so you wouldn't have thought that it was, like, a black creature once you shown light on it, um, and, like, even if there is a rational explanation for it, I think, like, an owl is bullshit, like, they could have, like, it could, it could have been an animal, it could have been something, but, like, they could have done much better than saying it was an owl, I think that's bullshit anyway, (laughs) um, and also if it was a meteor and it was, like, burning and shit, I, like, I doubt there would have been an owl nearby, I think all wildlife would have just scrambled away and just run and there would have been nothing around um so that's that's pretty fucking terrifying and i think there has been a report um later on saying that oh so there has been actually on september 12th there has been a meteor sighting which is why people think that is an explanation um but if i'm correct i think some people have also reported that um like the night after or like the morning after or the night after or so um there has been a sighting of like an object in the sky and like there was like no traces like people basically think that it was like a spaceship um and like what like instead of it like it being a meteor it was it was an alien that just crashed into the earth and then flew away um i'm not sure See, I don't have a very good grasp on information, um, I should have prepared better, but I don't think, um, there have been actual recent reports of, um, the sighting. so the theory is that it was an alien, um, and it flew away, um, either way, pretty fucking creepy, um, I mean, see, I love these stories because um, as much as they kind of straight up be seen as fake, um, I do I do find myself having quite a bit of scepticism, like both ways, because uh, strange things happen all the time that we don't have an explanation for. And I have, you know, a bit of scepticism that it could have been an animal, it could have been a meteor, whatever, because that's absolutely possible. But, you know, I do keep my, a little bit of a benefit of a doubt just in case it's something creepy and I think these things like drag you in so much you kind of want to know what Mm. the truth is and I mean that's like that's an interesting story because there are actual like reports and it's just really fucking it's really fucking creepy but there's a lot of there's a lot of good information on it um once a story has, like, actual reports, it gets really interesting. Because, I mean, a lot of these, a lot of the cryptids that I looked up, a lot of them aren't really um, things that have many stories behind them. They're kind of just taken from folklore and, or, like, things that obviously are a hoax or obviously are just some sort of a monkey or an animal. But um, this one is much more interesting. <laughs> and so another um, one that I found... Was Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp. And essentially, in Lee County, um, which is in South Carolina, um, in 1988, there have been uh, multiple sightings of an animal. so, like, a massive animal that people say has reptilian face, reptilian hands, but it's thought to, like, be covered in fur otherwise and um, red fur. Um, and so, I, like, uh, some of the authorities, or, like, skeptics, thought it was just a bear. But from a lot of the reports, um, people were like, it, like, it was massive. It was not something that I've seen before ever. Like, it wasn't a bear. It wasn't... It was an idea. It, like, it, what the fuck was that? Um, and what makes this story, I think, really interesting is that um, over the course of uh, two weeks, uh, the sheriff department in the area, they've gotten, like, quite a lot of reports and sightings of um, this specific creature, and... They were obviously sceptical skepti- about it because pff, it could be a bear, it could be whatever, you know, they're kind of the police, they have to uh, keep their eyes shut about these kind of things-ish. Um, but, like, a lot of the people that reported, they thought were kind of, you know, people that they knew or people that are very trustworthy and they wouldn't make shit like that up. Um, and so the first actual original story um, is called The David um, Davis sighting, and it was the first report made by Christopher Davis, a seven, um, 17 year old, who, um, in June 29, 1988, he stopped at the road um, to change the tyre, and all of a sudden he heard like a thumping noise from behind him. He looked back and he saw a creature and he saw it running uh, towards him. and I, I, guess that he got i'm not sure if he was already in the car when he saw the creature or if he was just like running for his life into the car but uh, from what he said uh, apparently the creature tried to grab the car and then jumped on its roof while he tried to escape um and it clung to it and davis said that he tried to swerve from side to side in order to throw it off and when he returned home uh, his side view mirror was found to be badly damaged. Scratch marks were found on the car's roof. Um, even though there was no other, like evidence. But um, his car was basically fucked. And um, I think this is an actual quote from him, which is quite long, but I'm going to read it anyway. Um, he says, I looked back and saw something running across the field towards me. It was about 25 yards away and I saw red eyes glowing. I ran into the car and as I locked it, the finger grabbed the the door handle. I could see him from the neck down, the three big fingers, long black nails, and green rough skin. It was strong and angry. I looked in my mirror and saw a blur of green running. I could see his toes and he jumped on the roof of my car. I thought I heard a grunt and I could see his fingers through the front windshield where they curled around the roof. I sped up and swerved to shake the creature off. So I mean, um, if we like take the story to be true for a second, because... Whatever, skeptical on both sides. But if we do take it to be true, like, first of all, that's fucking terrifying. Um, second of all, like, clearly, it's not a bear if it had, like, green skin and was kind of, like, lizardish. Um, I'm guessing a better way to describe it is, like, a dinosaur, but, like, a bear, so it stands like a man, but, like, it's still got, like, lizardy skin with, like, bits of hair here and there. Um, So, that was his experience with the creature. And supposedly, um, before his report, uh, the Lee County Sheriff's Office was called to the scene of a strange instance of vehicle damage. So, on the morning of July 14th, same year, 1988, um, the police deputies uh, went to a residence in Browntown. And, again, South Carolina, so local. Uh, and the chrome moulding in the car had been torn away. And sides of the car were scratched and dented. The hood ornament was broken and the antenna was bent. And now the most interesting uh, part for me. Uh, it says that the ways, uh which I'm guessing is one of the policemen's name. Uh, no, no, sorry, that's Mary Way. So that's, her, um, that's the lady uh, who was married to the guy and that was the car. Um, it says that... Um they and after like closer investigation, they found clumps of reddish colored hair and muddy footprints that had been left all over the car. Now, first of all, like the hair, so obviously like there's physical evidence. Um and like coupled with like Davis, what the seventeen year old dude saw, like the I don't know, it's just like physical evidence, so that's quite fascinating. But the footprints, um, the police, the sheriff, they actually did a mold of the footprints, and they, um, after a biologist told them that they can't classify it as any animal, uh, supposedly they sent it to the FBI, and what happened was they kind of were told... That not only can it not be classif- classified as any animal um, that they've seen and they know, but also um, they for the they they basically found out that it can it couldn't have been a mutated animal either. They were just straight up like, we don't know what this is. This is not anything that we know. Um, which for me is like holy shit. Out of like all the wacky stories. That for me is something that I definitely want to look into because, oh my god, and not only that, there is like physical evidence to, like I mean the two incidents uh, could have been completely unrelated, could have been fabricated obviously, it could have been anything, but if we go down the conspiracy theory route, I'm like, man. (laughs) That's got some evidence, and I can totally see why uh, this particular story would be very popular and people would be looking into it. Um, And also, I think, like, two weeks after the incident or so, or maybe, like, even a few years after, I can't remember, but um, there was a guy who um, supposedly shot the creature, and he presented some scales and blood as evidence, which is shite evidence anyway. (laughs) Um, And later on, he said no no never mind i want to withdraw my report uh supposedly because first of all it was fake first um second of all um he would have gotten a penalty for having an unlawful uh gun or something Uh, an unlawful pistol which i'm not sure how america worked at those times in that year but i mean whatever um but so i like i don't on one hand i think that's shitty evidence for him to bring over anyway and i think Even if the story itself is real, the guy is probably Chang Shit. He himself said, like, no, no, I want to withdraw it because I just did it to keep the legend real. Um, But the fact that the FBI got involved, you know, I've got like feelings about it. Again, if we go, if we think about this as a conspiracy theory, the FBI could have just been like, um, withdraw your report, tell people it was a lie, and we're not going to kill you and your family, (laughs) basically. But that is definitely like something i want to look into a little bit a little bit more because wow um and this one is actually from a little bit later so this one's from 1988 but um the other one about the flatwood monster is from 1952 and i think generally (coughs) oh excuse me um generally people in like those years, like the forties and the fifties, because the Roswell incident, which I am going to talk in detail at some point for sure um <laughs> I'm actually reading a book about it, which is quite thick, so uh catch me reading about that uh, catch me talking about that <laughs> um but it happened in nineteen sorry um nineteen forty seven i think yeah nineteen forty seven um so I mean it could have also been just. The Whole flatwood monster story it could have just been like mass hysteria over aliens at that time, it's totally possible. Um, either that or aliens were just generally really curious, um, about a planet at the time. Um, whichever story you want to believe. Now, okay, the last um, real cryptid that I'm going to be talking about, um which is, like, it's not really that much of a detailed story either, but it's called uh, Davarku, if I'm pronouncing it properly. Um, so it's a creature from Irish folklore, but it's also considered a cryptid. Um, it's supposedly it's like a water hound. It's, um, some people say it's like half dog, half fish, or some people say it looks like a dog or an otter, or it's just like a water dog. Um, so... It's part of a folklore, but it's also considered cryptid because, like, supposedly there's been sightings of it, and one has been actually, um, one has been reported in two thousand and three. So pretty recent. Um, and apparently Sean Corcoran, which I like, I don't know if I'm going to be saying all the Gaelic names properly. Uh, apologies in advance. <laughs> but supposedly Sean Corcoran and his wife claimed to have witnessed a, a coup on. Omi Island in Connemara County Galway and supposedly it made like a hunting screech and it could swim really fast um had orange flipper like feet so that was like a sighting uh but then like the there is a a headstone uh of like a grave in Ireland that supposedly, like, of a woman that was supposedly killed by one of these beasts. And what happened was, like, she was attacked by it and killed by it. Um, her husband saw the creature. He was like, what the fuck? You just killed my fucking wife. Uh, and supposedly, like, he shot it. But then, like, like, the second one, like, apparently the first one's mate, it, like... uh like, got there somehow, I don't really know what happened, but it was there, and, like, it was chasing him and shit, and the guy, like, killed that one as well, and I don't know what happened to the bodies of these, um, but I think, it so the two were just kind of seemed to be connected, and I think even, like, the authorities also were, like, connecting the two incidents together, which... I'm pretty sure I read, but I can't remember right now, and I can't find it right now, but what I find hilarious is that, the, like, like the, the folklore and belief is so, like, strongly ingrained into the Irish culture that they're all just like, yep, I, uh, I just, like, that was it, that was the monster, it's there, and second of all, uh, I don't give a fuck, I'm just gonna go off and kill it, <laughs> which is great, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, Another reason why I'm literally talking about this one is because whilst I was looking through the different cryptids, I saw the name Waterhound and I thought, oh, you know, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I used to pretend to be like a water dog when I was little. <laughs> that was my life. Um, and then I look to the side and I see like a picture that was included in the list. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I sent it to my Irish friend being like, this is fucking terrifying. What the hell? Um, look up the pictures of it. <laughs> Um, and she's just like, no, no, it's fine. Uh, they're just a little bit bitey. They're kind of like otters. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I just love that cryptids are a totally casual thing. The monsters are a completely casual thing. Love it. <laughs> um, one day I definitely want to talk more about different kinds of cryptids and like area 51 and stuff like that. But at a time where I have more time to research and I'm not like dying of illness, um, So before I get onto like the news part of the podcast, I wanted to give a special shout out to a cryptid called Ghost Deer, um, which supposedly lives in canyons of Mount Eddy in northern Carolina. um, Which is supposedly just a deer that when people shoot at it, the bullets go right through, and like that's it. That's the story. Um, Shout out to Ghost Deer, bitch. That's Conanos. And I know some people like it's Kononos, but you know. Just just let me be. <laughs> um, so now, the favorite as much as depressing part of the podcast. Um, LGBT news from Poland. Hello. Um, first of all, I would like to give thanks to um, Kampania Przeciw Homophobia, a.k.a. Um, Organisation Against Homophobia in Poland, um, because they keep reaching out to people... Like, I'm not associated with them or anything. I just get the news from them, and I quite like what they do. Um, But I would just like to thank them because they do reach out. Like, there's been a case of a sort of educational book uh, about, I think, parental rights and stuff like that, and it had some homophobic elements in it. And for Valentine's Day, there is also... um, a marathon for couples going on but it's strictly said in the rules that only like the the couple is only considered to be man and woman in the race um, and like single contestants or uh, contestants who are both male or both female are just not going to be considered for the prizes and what they do is when they see stuff like that they actually go of the way to be post about it but also write um, to the people in question uh, in order to try and change their minds or for example when it comes to the book to like tell them that's not okay uh, please stop that um, so I'd like to thank them that's first of all second of all I finally got my hands on the special edition of National Geographic on uh, gender revolution which is a special issue and uh, I, like I thought it was you know a special issue but it's just gonna be I don't know uh, 10 20 pages special articles about gender and stuff but it's actually like a whole issue like I don't usually buy National Geographic even though I love them I just don't tend to buy and read magazines. Even though I love them in general, um, but like it was the whole thing was about gender, and it was um, part of it was you know explaining gender roles and how they affect kids. Part of it was uh, about transgender individuals and about how we're moving in the West towards gender neutrality. It was talking about third gender of different cultures. It was uh, talking about also um, uh, you know boys and girls in general in different cultures, not just transgender uh individuals, but, like, actually how different genders are perceived around the world, and, you know, what are the limitations and expectations of them around the world. Um, and just in general, it was a great issue. Like, I literally just sat down yesterday and read it, and I was reading it four hours, not even, like, getting tired, because it was so fascinating. And I think it was a job great done. So if you do get a chance to read it, please do. Um, it's a really good issue. Um, so that's what I wanted to say straight off the bat. Now... Oh, shit, I fucked something up, sorry. (laughs) Um, And so, the actual news. Um, Now, there's this one article who I can't actually read because it doesn't let me read the article for free. It's some sort of a published website. Or, like, I think it's uh, Gazeta Wyborcza. But anyway, um... Well, no, it's a site called Vesoki Obtasu. Anyway, apparently I can't read it for free. But as far as I know, um, there is a same-sex male couple, and they've got adopted kids. And uh, one of the guys, I believe he's from Iran, although he has, like, um, a very, like, mixed background, um, according to where he's like, grandparents and parents were born and where they moved to and stuff like that, so it's quite complicated. But I believe he has and iranian citizenship um yeah no sorry they um so all so he's an israeli citizen not iran i fucked up sorry um and so are his kids and um so one of them is obviously polish um and they wanted to give the kids a joint citizenship and the polish Officials were like, (coughs) excuse me, Um, Polish officials were like, nah, we're not going to do that. Um, And they were just really shocked because I, you know, they were like, he was, he said, I, I, you know, I couldn't believe that, I just never thought that they would deny my children Polish citizenship. So that's something that's going on, but I think he reported it to, if I can find it, I can't. But he reported it to a organization that deals with international kind of human rights, things like that. So that's kind of uh, something that's been going on. But other than that, again, I don't have many things. I want to um, find more sort of positive news, which is also why I'm mentioning the organization that I've talked about before. It's really great of them to be kind of trying to change things, even though a lot of you know uh, individuals who are LGBT and who want to or who are like allies on the page seem very sceptical towards many things, um, you know I do really admire them that even though progress is slow, they're doing that kind of thing, and hopefully uh, soon enough we can find out more about the two kids and hopefully they'll gain um, Polish citizenship. Um, so let's hope for the best for them. Now, that's all for today. Uh, I'm aware that this wasn't the best podcast and I probably sounded very monotonous, but you're going to have to excuse me because I am ill, um, but I don't think I can. I could wait with recording this because it is, it is Tuesday as I'm recording this and I don't think I'm going to get a free house nor uh, time to do it with um uni being back and such which yeah by the way uh, uni started um i will probably talk about um things related to an art course and stuff like that um at some point sooner or later um so yes thank you for listening um if you've lasted this long and i will see you next week thank you very much